Hey, Britt, it's George Sanger, the fat man, on April 5th, 2019. Uh, answering your questions. Will there be a vinyl release of 7-Eleven? Uh, I will uh, put you on pause and send that as a question to my record company, Materia Collective. Stand by, going on pause. Okay, I just uh, asked him because I don't know. Uh, it says here, I was introduced to you through your work with the seminal PC classic, Seventh Guest. The music is so wonderfully eclectic, shifting from lounge jazz to ambient horror and even spiraling whimsical circus themes. What are your lasting memories of this time and were there any specific influences during this period? Well, my lasting memories are always to be mistrusted. Um, I remember it one way and other people remember it another way. I uh, had just given a talk at the Game Developer Conference um, called Music, Art, and the Blue Sword of Grafalneblart. And it was a pretty big hit, although the the GDC, the CGDC, Computer Game Developer Conference, was very small at that time. Um, my big memory is that I got a call from Graham Devine, who really uh, treated me very well and was very respectful and kind of couldn't believe that he was talking to the guy who did the music for Loom and Wing Commander. And uh, so I felt very full of myself and thought I was the guy in charge and I was the big deal. Then he mailed me the video cassette uh, of their materials to see if I wanted to work on The Seventh Guest. Uh, the video cassette contained that scene of climbing up the spiral stairs and I just knew that this was going to be an amazing hit. So that's kind of my, my memory is that visual of a videotape of going up the stairs and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm really on to something. Um, I want to give this all I've got. So a lot of what I did was, uh, you know, jumping with both feet. Um, that's an old joke, you know, you don't test the ice with both feet. Um, but uh, that was what I did. Um, a lot of the music that I did was trying to uh, just put more and more in because I had a great deal of faith that eventually I would um, that this would establish me in a new art form uh, if I could really do a good job and really kind of push the art form forward. Um, so I was thinking of it more in terms of being like rock and roll and that this was our Woodstock and I really wasn't thinking of it in a business way. I was thinking this is a chance to be a, a, a to earn my place in this uh, in this world, so I, I put a lot into it that way. Um, influences uh, everything that I ever listened to was an influence, and my uh, routine for writing was that I would sort of dredge up not what was appropriate for Seventh Guest or a horror film. I would dredge up uh, what are my favorite tunes in the world. What would I really like to listen to now? And that's why you hear uh, the tune "Ghost of Bo." Uh, is like a Bo Diddley beat because I always believe every 
band should have their Bo Diddley song. You know, Bo Diddley is dunk, 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 dunk. So uh, there was that. Um, there are references to um, West Side Story. You know, that's almost a direct lift. Um, there was a Twilight Zone episode about a one-armed bandit, a slot machine, um, which went boom, boom, ba-dum, ba-dum, boom, ba-dum, ba-dum. Yeah, you know, it was, it was very, it was like this vague memory in the back of my mind that there was, you know, this tune like that. There was no YouTube, so I couldn't really look it up. But I had this vague memory that there was a melody that went like that, and I... Uh, I came a little bit dangerously close to it, but uh, you'll hear the bass playing boom, 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 boom. I mean, actually, all that, all the the Twilight Zone one was just like ding, 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 ding. Um, so you know, just a couple of notes, but but I I turned it into a longer thing. Uh, hopefully, I'm forgiven for that. Um, what else? Uh, I liked uh, tubular bells um, and I, I tried to uh, sound like that that was a, the theme from the uh, the Exorcist so you'll hear the song rain kind of sounds like that uh, I was instructed in 11th hour to sound a little bit like um, Danny Elfman so uh, Actually, I just I just had a Guinness with Graham Devine last month, and uh, he reminded me that the first two tunes that I turned in, um, that they asked me for Denny Elfman, I got all haughty and said, well, if you want Denny Elfman, you should hire Denny Elfman, <laughs> like a snot. And uh, then I uh, wrote... Uh, uh, I think it's called All the Guests. Uh, you know, so I, that was trying to be like uh, Beetlejuice or the kind of things that Danny Elfman was doing around then, you know, the really quirky, awkward things. Uh, and then the other one I wrote was the main theme, you know. Actually, the intro. You know, um, so uh, uh, I don't know what that was influenced by. That, that, that was just really just from the heart. Um, and also I was inspired just by playing around on the new instrument that I'd gotten, the Roland Sound Canvas. Uh, let's see. Well, that, that should be enough for now. Um, if I think of something else, I will add it, maybe. But there's a bunch of stuff like that. A lot of that kind of stuff. Now let's see. Looking at your discography. Uh, question two. Looking at your discography, you've worked on a lot of soundtracks over the years. Are there any that stand out to you as ones that you're particularly proud of or you feel specifically represent you and your approach? Uh, yeah, Putt-Putt Saves the Zoo uh, really represented the team approach. You know, having Team Fat all working on different parts of that, I'm very proud of it. And uh, if you want a, 
uh, really tune into that. Uh, look for Curator. In fact, I think if you Google look for Curator, that's the best way. But there's like a Curator music, uh, Curator putt-putt, you know, Google that. Um, there's a friend uh, who is, uh, let's say, Timothy Knox, who is going to be releasing a bunch of the old music from that game and other games like it, uh, Freddie Fish and Pajama Sam 3. Um, the real joy of those games was uh, that it really felt as much as possible like we were implementing everything we'd learned from studying the Beatles. So you have Dave Govett playing up his orchestral approach. He was the main composer on Wing Commander. Um, you had Kevin Phelan doing sort of slide guitar and very folksy things um, for the, you know, the, the tundra, the grasslands and things like that. Joe McDermott, children's music uh, wizard, you know, he, he was more the uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors main composer. And, um, but a, a very capable, a wide-ranging musician and he did uh, a lot of the sort of African things. And I kind of tied it all together with the uh, w with the Welcome to the Zoo song, and uh, kind of cracking the whip and and uh, staying in touch with the client. So I sort of produced that one. Um, so that really felt good, and I'm very proud of that one. Uh, can you give an example of your creative process, as in perhaps the instruments slash collaborators that you prefer to work with the most, and how you build? upon an idea or how you decide on what each project requires. Well, I've heard some really great composers being interviewed on this topic, and I completely agree with this idea that when you start a project and you look at the creative draft and you look at the blank paper and you look at your empty computer, uh, then there comes this moment where you go, I don't know how to do this. Here, I've got to turn the recorder around, maybe get a better sound where you go, I don't know how to do this, actually. You know, how do you score a game? This is impossible, I don't know what I'm doing. And when you have that feeling, uh, then you're, that's the right feeling to have, so you're doing it right. Oh, look, here's some soundproof. This will make it sound even better. All right. See, I put the recorder up on a piece of soundproof and I bet it sounds a lot better now. Um, so, uh, you know, you, every project needs to be approached on its own terms, fresh from the beginning. Um, you need to kind of dip into your templates a little bit, but not too much. So right now I'm working on Oddworld Soulstorm. Oh, look, here, what can we look out for next? Uh, that's the next question. I'm skipping ahead. Um, Forget I said that. So uh, when I was in Austin, I used to bring in like the best musicians that I could find. Um, and I had access to all the Western swing musicians. I, w I really loved working with uh, Floyd Domino on keyboard. And he is actually the guy around whom they wrote the musical score to Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Um, you know, he's he. when that was written, 
they did it with Floyd Domino's style in mind. And then he eventually got to play piano in the pit uh, on Broadway. So that must have been a crazy gig for him, you know, playing a score that was written around his style. <laughs> but Floyd is just a genius. So when you hear keyboard, when you hear really nice keyboard playing on, on my works, it's almost always Floyd Domino. Um, and then one of my secret weapons was uh, John Ely uh, on pedal steel. So you'll hear him on Freddie Fish. Uh, you'll hear him on The Seventh Guest. Um, you know, why pedal steel on those? Because he's a great musician, that's why. Uh, and then as much as possible, I would have Team Fat play. Uh, you know, maybe not the strongest players, but I wanted to build a sonic identity. Uh, so, but that's all in the past. Um, what I try to do is get into the game developer's head stylistically. I mean, there's there's two things you have to do when you're doing game audio, and one of them is, you know, gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. That's three of them. But if we're just talking about the other thing, setting the mood, branding it, um, you know, the intent, the immersion, um, then I, I usually fall back to thinking of this as a movie and I picture the biggest, most immersive movie version of what the game is going to be. And that way I am taken out of the driver's seat and I am swept away by my imagination and I just hear some kind of a style, some kind of a sound. Uh, that's, that's my one formula um, that seldom fails. Um, whatever it is that I hear in my imagination, you know, I'll, I usually get a little bit of a melody, a little bit of a sense of orchestration, a sense of tension. I can't really hear a lot of notes in a chord at once in my head, but I can hear a sense of tension. And that's a lot of how I wrote that theme to The Seventh Guest, too. You know, you picture this house on a hill and, you know, what few notes are you going to hear that's going to be a theme that's going to really draw you into a movie that you're about to see. Um, and let's see. And uh, what can we look out for next from you and Team Fat? Uh, well, uh, I am working on the new Odd World, which is called Soulstorm. So this is the follow-up to Abe's Odyssey and Exodus and uh, uh, New and Tasty. And uh, it's going to be big. It's a big project. So you can look that up on your internet. Um, but I am just now looking at what they've got so far and... Uh, putting myself into that giant mental movie and uh, trying not to let down the fans of Abe. Um, I've run into so many people who will say, well, you're working on that? You know, I grew up on Oddworld. You know, there are people who have tattoos of this. So uh, I really want to uh, help these guys well, I, I want to help them build a world that holds up not just to fans' expectations, but that goes beyond that. You know, a big, dark, 
but hopeful world. That's the weirdness about Abe, is that his world is very, 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 very dark. He's trying to avoid being turned into hamburger, essentially, a meat pop, a meat sickle. Um, oh, forget I said that. Don't say meat sickle. That has baggage. Uh, to be turned into food. And, uh, and so trying to avoid that, he finds himself uh, roped into being sort of a messiah, uh, helping set people free, other, other muds, they're called madakins. And uh, in the process, he breaks a lot of things, and in the process, he brings down the factory, and in the process, he brings down his boss, and his boss gets in trouble, and his boss gets in trouble, and his boss gets in trouble, and how much of the evil system that was turning the little muds uh, into slaves and food, how much of that system is going to crumble? We will see. So how do you put that hopeful, that dark hopefulness into music? Uh, we will see. Thank you for asking these questions. Thank you for caring. Uh, you are awesome. And uh, enjoy translating this. <laughs> Bye.